Merry Christmas. No, how about this? Merry Christmas! Not too much. Do I even want to ask? Oh, hey, Travis. I'm just trying to perfect my season greetings. By yelling at yourself? Mm-hmm. It's important to spread the Christmas spirit, and I need the practice. You need something, that's for sure. Yeah, like listening to the Kids' Corner. Let's start it up. Hello there, in the castle. Let down the drawbridge. Who goes there? It is I, Mother Goose, writer of nursery rhymes and poems, and I'm here to help the king. You heard her, lads. Important business. Lower the bridge. Thank goodness you're here, your goosiness. Where is he? I have to meet an ogre about a cat in, uh, about a half an hour. Follow me. Now announcing the fair lady of the book, Miss Goose. The merriness of your hall has lessened of late, Olin King Cole. Forgive me for not entertaining a royal chuckle, my old friend. It seems the merriment has left these bitter bones. Nonsense. You merely lack your favorite things. You there. Fetch the king's pipe, his bowl, and some fiddlers. But, mother, ma'am, uh, we have... Did I ask for an argument? No. Now get. It won't work, Goose. I tell you, the things that once warmed my heart and filled my halls with laughter have no effect. Posh! This will be a quick fix. Unlike that Humpty incident. Here's the bowl and pipe. Excellent. All right. Fiddler one. Fiddler two. Fiddler three. No need to show off. Thank you, Fiddler three. I'm telling you, this isn't going to work. And I am telling you it will, you old King Cole. All right, Fiddlers. A one, a two, a one, two, three. Well? It was nice, but... It's the same old thing. Maybe throw in a saxophone or a glass harmonica or something. But even then, it's not going to be enough, I think. Hmm. It looks like that ogre is going to have to take care of his feline fiasco. This is going to take a while. Miss Goose, ma'am. I might have a suggestion to lift the king's spirit this holiday season. Georgie Porgy's pudding pie? No, though that does sound good. Then what, pray tell? How about a radio program? Hmm. It couldn't hurt. Play on. Kim, could you pass me the gingerbread man cookie cutter? Run, run, run as fast as you can. Can't catch me. Please pass it. <laughs> Here you go, Reuben. Uh, I've got another sheet of cookies ready to go into the oven, Mr. Jacobs. Okay. Just put it on top of the stove. Are those cookies cool enough to put frosting on them yet, Mr. Jacobs? They should be, Reuben. If you want to get the sprinkles out of the bag and set up the decorating station, that would be great. You got it. Hey, guys. What's going on? Obvious. Making Christmas cookies. Can't you smell them, Olin? Right. Got any finished? First rule of Christmas cookies. The ones who put them on the sheet shall be the first ones to eat. That's a rule? You can help. There's lots of dough to roll out and lots of cookie cutters to use. And Mr. Jacobs is finishing up the icing so we can decorate. And here it is. I've got white, green, and red all ready to spread. If it's all the same to you guys, I'll just watch. Watch? Are you allergic to cookie dough or frosting or something? No, I'm just not in the mood for baking Christmas cookies. What do you mean? It's December. You have to be in the mood. That's the second rule of Christmas cookies. How many rules do Christmas cookies have? You know, Kim, if Olin isn't feeling like making cookies, I think that's all right. It's the opposite of all right in my opinion, but his loss. But what are you going to do instead? I think I'll just listen to the radio. 
That's the last cookie sheet in the oven. How are the decorators doing? Good. It's a lot of cookies to decorate, though. Ruben's right. I mean, we've gotten all of these over here done, but what we could use is some help from someone who isn't doing anything right now. Well, I'd be happy to help as soon as this sheet comes out of the oven. I was talking about Olin, Mr. Jacobs. Yeah, I'm pretty sure everyone knew who you were talking about, Cam. And like I said before, I'm not in the mood for making Christmas cookies. That's just because you need to get in the Christmas spirit. Exactly! You should be listening to carols 24-7 and going out to see Christmas lights and drinking eggnog. Kind of like this. Mmm, eggy. Yeah, I'll pass. I give up! It's hopeless! What's the matter, Olin? Do you not like Christmas? Sure I do. At least I thought I did. I don't know. It's all kind of different now that I'm older. Olin, come on. You're a year younger than me. Okay, so maybe it's not that I'm older. I just don't have the same feelings about Christmas as I used to. Did you get bad presents last year or something? Oh, good thought, Ruben. Did something bad happen last year to make you feel differently this time? I don't think so. I just can't seem to get in the mood. It's like this time of year isn't special anymore, and I don't know why. Wow, that's not good. I guess. What do you mean, you guess? It's Christmas. It's a time of love and friendship and celebration and food. How can you not feel like it's special? It's the most wonderful time of the year. Uh -huh. Is there anything you can do to help Mr. Jacobs? I'm not sure, Reuben. I can't make people feel festive. But I thought you had all the answers. Isn't that what you told me when we were coming over here, Kim? Yeah, but he usually gets his answers from the Bible. Hey, yeah. Does the Bible have anything to say about this, Mr. Jacobs? Yeah, there's got to be something about being full of the Christmas spirit in there somewhere. Full of the spirit, huh? You know, I wasn't sure there was, but I might know a passage or two that might shed some light on the subject. Let me get my Bible. Right after I get this sheet of cookies taken care of. Take your time. Don't worry, Olin. We'll get you fixed up in no time. How exciting. Do you mind if I listen to a program while I wait? I don't know if we'll have time. Uh, oh, uh, this is going to take a minute. I think we'll be good. Start it up. Okay, Mr. Jacobs, you've been looking up verses for a while. Have you found anything about having Christmas spirit? I think so. The first passage I found is in Luke chapter 1. We read in verse 26 that God sent one of his angels to a city in Galilee to talk to a very important person. Hello. God has found favor with you, and he is with you. Who are you? Don't be afraid, Mary. You are going to have a baby, and he will be great, and people will call him God's son. He will be king, like your ancestor, King David, and he will rule forever and ever. Really? I mean, th that's great, but I don't see how that's going to happen. I'm not married, and I don't get it. It's not that hard to understand. God will send his Holy Spirit, and by his power, he will give you a son. That's where the whole Son of God thing comes in. God's Son? How does that even work? Look, I don't know how else to say it. God makes things happen. I mean, you know your cousin Elizabeth? She's way too old to have babies, and yet she's having one. It's almost like our God can make anything happen, you know? You're right. Well, I'm God's servant. Whatever he wants me to do, I'll do it. And then the angel left. I've heard that before, Mr. Jacobs, and it's a big part of the Christmas story. But what does that have to do with having the Christmas spirit? Yeah, is there something we aren't seeing? Perhaps. Let's take a look at another passage. In Matthew 1, we see what happens next. 
You see, Mary wasn't married when the angel came to visit her, but she was engaged. Engaged? You mean someone had asked to marry her? That's right. And when he found out that she was expecting a baby, he wasn't happy about it. This doesn't make any sense. I thought Mary loved me. Why would she, you know, have a baby without me? I guess I'd better call the whole thing off. Quietly, though, so nobody hurts her. It's not like that at all, Joseph. And God wants you to know that he thinks you should marry your fiancé. Marry her? But she's been... Given a gift from the Holy Spirit? Yes, I know. The baby is from God, and he will grow up to save his people from their sins. It's like the prophet Isaiah says in his book, chapter 7, verse 14. Oh yeah, I'll have to look that up. And then the angel left. Great. So, again, Mr. Jacobs, what does this have to do with being in the Christmas spirit? Yeah, are we supposed to be visited by an angel to get it or something? No, but you're close. Think it over for a bit and let me know when you figured it out. I'm going to listen to the radio program. And that's the last cookie decorated. Thanks for your help, guys. Yeah, it was fun. So... What's up, Ruben? Are you going to tell us how we can be in the Christmas spirit or not? Yeah, I'm guessing it has something to do with the story about the angel talking to Joseph and Mary because you brought those stories up. But if getting visited by an angel isn't the answer, then what are we even talking about? Maybe it would be better to ask who we're talking about. Who? Sure. We've been talking about the Christmas spirit as if it's a feeling. But it seems to me that the real Christmas spirit is the one that made Christmas possible. God's spirit. The Holy Spirit. Remember? The angel told both Mary and Joseph that Mary would have a baby because God's spirit would make it happen. Oh, come on! That is not what we meant when we said getting into the Christmas spirit. Well, what did you mean? We meant that feeling you get when you hear sleigh bells and drink hot cocoa by the fire and decorate the tree and wrap presents. It feels like you're loved and you love other people. It's that happiness you can't explain. It just feels so good and peaceful and you just want to be nice to everyone and wish everyone in the world the most amazing Christmas ever. Hmm, interesting. You didn't know that? I might have. But what's interesting is that what Kimberly just explained is almost exactly what the Bible tells us having the Holy Spirit in us is like. Wait, huh? It's true. Galatians 5:22 and 23. This whole section of scripture talks about how when we let God's Spirit work in us, we get rid of all of the wrong and bad things and we make way for the good things, helping others to do the same and in general, doing good wherever we go. Huh. That does sound like Christmas. Yeah, but that still doesn't answer our question. What question is that, Reuben? How do we get it? Yeah, I mean, I thought you got the Holy Spirit by becoming Christian, believing Jesus is God and that he got raised from the dead and stuff. That's a good point, Olin. And actually, that's the main topic that God talks about in Galatians. See, people had started telling Christians that they needed to do certain ceremonies and basically become Jews in order to have the Holy Spirit and God was trying to tell them that this wasn't true at all. The Holy Spirit is in all believers. So, if you don't feel the Christmas, or Holy Spirit, you don't believe good enough? Not exactly. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 8, God explains that if we depend on things of this world to make us happy, we'll end up unhappy. Because true joy comes from doing what makes God happy. We might not see or feel the difference right away, but if we stick to it and not get tired of doing good things, we will see the outcome. We just need to not lose hope. Huh. 
you know, all of this is good stuff, but I didn't think this is what we were going to talk about this morning. It makes sense, though. Is there anything else God says about this, Mr. Jacobs? Oh, yes, the Bible has a lot to say about our relationship with the Holy Spirit. But unless you want to be here another couple hours, you might want to look these up at home or at church. Couple of hours? Wait, what time is it? According to the stove clock, it's 10. Are we supposed to be at the church for rehearsal by now? Uh, yeah. Can we please get a ride to the church, Mr. Jacobs? Sure, I've got to head there to drop off a couple trays of cookies anyway. Go ahead and hop in my truck. I'll help carry a tray. And I'll turn off the radio.